Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Week 10 is here. We're back. Another episode, Tipsy Tailgate Media. Ben, start us off. I want to hear it. You're the decision maker for the Patriots, all right? As I should Cut. be. <laughs> As you should. As I should Cut, be. Cut, trade, or keep Bill Belichick. What do you got? You got to trade him. You got to trade him. You can't just lose him for nothing. For nothing. Like, the guy, I mean... Outside of Tom, it's a weird thing. They were both a part of the same dynasty and the same team. Outside of Tom and maybe Peyton, because Peyton's the GOAT, who has meant more to the franchise that they were a part of for their career? Honestly, who who else has meant more to their team? Bill Belichick turned the Patriots from a loser to a winner. And yeah. as as we've talked about in the past... The first half of the dynasty was all Bill. As much as we want to say that it might have been more Tom, it is the epitome of 50-50 between those two. Um, The first three were Bill, the next three were Tom. So to me, you have to trade him and get something back. Yeah, and just going off of what you were just saying about how it's 50-50, it's more 50-50 than people think, um, a lot of people forget that the first, and I'm the biggest Brady fan you're going to find, a lot of people forget that the first – chunk of his career the first what four or five years yeah maybe even six like until 07 exactly he did not have uh much of a statistical like backing behind him being a top quarterback in the league it was more so just doing it in big games right uh so it was just it was that is a good point and trading him for value does make sense so hot way to start the show i love it and also Uh, just to add to that a little bit aiden there's desperate teams out there. As much as we're shitting on him right now, we talked about this too in the beginning of the year. We've seen it with players who appear to be a little bit washed up and teams are still willing to either sign them in free agency or trade for them. So why wouldn't the same thing apply to Bill Belichick, the smartest human being to ever be associated with the game of football? Yeah. No, you're 100% right with that. Makes complete sense. And I know we talked about last week, and uh, one of our socials did pretty well, but Chargers, man, I mean, it's gotta be. they're a team it's that should be. be a buyer. Uh, I completely agree with that. Good take. What's up, guys? We are proud to be partnering with Underdog Fantasy, our favorite place to play fantasy games. You got to check out Pick'em. You got to check out the draft. It's so easy to play. The Pick'em in specific. Just go pick out two to five stats of your favorite players or your least favorite players. Choose whether they'll go higher or lower of that stat, and you can 20x your money by going five for five. Did you hear me correctly? 20x. Go ahead and play. Sounds fun, doesn't it? Download their app, Underdog Fantasy, and sign up today using code TIPSY to get your first deposit up to $100 matched. Let's see the entries and reach out to us if you do it because we want to see who our loyal fans are. All right, getting into some of our week 10 updates. We got a betting record check-in. Both of us have been, you know, feeling it for a stretch of the season. And then we both got, well, we both got cold. I'm fucking cold too. (laughs) Uh, I'm 26, 24, and 2. Ben is 19, 26, and 1. I fell off. I fell off. I mean, we both have just been struggling. We, I mean... You know, we had our hot stretches. It's a little bit at that point of the season where things are panning out more so. And, you know, good teams are covering. Right. Bad teams are shit in the bed. Right. So that could be what it is, too. But we'll we'll get back. We'll, we'll adjust on our Pats picks. Uh, I'm four and five. You're four and five. So we're dead yep. even on that, which is nice to see. Um, and the Pats only have two wins. So we're both. Yeah, they suck. We're both, we're both better than the Patriots. We yes, have better we records are. than we the are. Patriots. We are. We are. Um, all right. And then. Uh, let's get into some of these Week 10 games. 
Uh, we're just going to do a handful of these games, and then we're going to go into a little bit of a storyline type of aspect later on in the show. So stay tuned for that. And while we're here, while we got you, make sure to go ahead to Underdog Fantasy, use code TIPSY, uh, sign up if you're a new member, deposit $10, or up to $500 for an 100% money guarantee uh deposit bonus and just they're gonna match you they're gonna match your bet or your first deposit up to 500 dollars. so if it's 10 you're getting 10 if it's 500 you're getting 500 so Great use deal. code tipsy uh we we love we love that platform and, and the best fantasy sports app uh, on the market we both love it so yep definitely check that out and uh the first game we're gonna go into here is you know, we started off last week with a game in Germany. We're going to start off this week with a game in Germany. <laughs> Do we it have is... to? Do we <laughs> yeah, have we... to? Yeah, we, we have to. It's, it's going to be the Patriots game here. I want to skip Colts, this one. Colts, Patriots in Germany. Somehow the Pats are the home team. Uh, and uh, we are the Patriots as we, because as you can tell, if you haven't seen already, we're both Patriot fans. But yeah. If our Boston sports hats didn't give it away, we are Pats fans. Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, yeah, if we didn't tell you already. So <laughs> now that you know it, Pats are one and a half point underdogs to the Colts here. 43 and a half <laughs> is the over under. So so this game, this game's a there's, there's, dog shit game. It's going to yeah. be a dog shit game. It's going to be awful. Even the good teams, Aiden, we saw it with the Chiefs and the Dolphins. All the teams that are going to the international games – and they have high-powered offenses, yeah. they're not scoring any points. No, yeah. So what are the Pats going to do? Put up negative five? Honestly, like, th- there's no way that they have any sense of an offense when they go over to Jeremy. No way. No way at all. Yeah, our offense is um, non-existent. It's, it's non-existent. Aiden, it's worse than last year. It, it's it terrible. Looks, it looks worse than last year when it's getting coached by Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. At least last year, they actually had Ramondre moving downfield and making big plays. The the only big play that he's made all year yeah. was last week against Washington. Yeah, that, that's yeah, the yeah. only big play. And and the Bills screen pass for like what thirty yards. Like <laughs> if that's your big play in the year, like dude, come on, like Jesus it's, Christ. We have yeah, we have nothing going on on offense, no. and 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 it's worse because. Um, our weapons just seemingly, uh, whenever they do get open, it's a Mac overthrow, or right. all of a sudden Mac will throw a dime to yeah, Hunter Henry in the end zone. It. Yeah, but or then, yeah, or uh, they don't drop it. Yeah, Rieger, like, dude, I know oh you're God. not that good, but I, <laughs> I know you're not catch. that good. Like, come on, like yeah. Jesus Christ. But then again, that's more on Bill. Why isn't Kayshawn Booty playing? Why, like Jalen Rieger? You already know what he is. Uh-huh. At least in Kayshawn Booty's case, you don't really know. The one thing you do know is that he has to be better than Jalen Rieger. That's the only thing that you do know. And and I don't know if you saw this report, but there's a report I'm pretty sure that came out. Uh, he had his best week of practice all season yeah. or something. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> and he's fucking sitting well, on the bench. What is he, where is he running the routes? Did you see the theory that he was talking to the media like he was going to play. So out of spite, Bill okay. said, no, you're a healthy scratch. I believe it. Which it is takes, not beyond him at all. It's not it beyond him at all. It takes very little of me right now to not believe a, a negative report. So it's I believe it. Um, it's unbelievable. But back to this game. Listen, the Colts, you can say whatever you want with them. They've been a really solid team in the fact of they put up points. I think, honestly, yeah, they, there was a stat to, to, to go with it. I don't have it off the top of my head. But I'm pretty sure that the Colts – um, I think they might be averaging the most points in the league or are like right below like, the team I mean, like the Dolphins. 
How many how many games have you just how many times you just been watching Red Zone this year? Because obviously I've been watching oh a ton of Colts games, but you're just you're on Red Zone, and all of a sudden, like the four o'clock games are about to hit, and then you're like, "Wow, the Colts have 35 points! Wow, the Colts have 38 points! Like Jesus, this is a shootout!" It, so I I can't remember a game. I'm gonna look at it right now. I can't remember a game where they scored under what 24. Yeah, like, I, I can't like, either. Realistically, I'm, I can't I'm, either. I'm gonna check this. Maybe when they played the Jags and Richardson got hurt at the end of the game, that's the last time I can remember them not breaking like. 28. Yeah, so they had 27 last week, 27 the week before, 38, 20 against the Jags, yeah. Uh 23, 23, 22, 31, 21 in the opener. So I, I mean, mean dude, they're scoring what? 20 every game. Literally. The like, fucking Pats can't get can't get a field goal. And half of that <laughs> was like. without half of the 20 yeah. like non 27 plus point games are without their best player who was without Jonathan Taylor. So, yeah, uh-huh. I mean, that's pretty telling. And as the QB like, change in the middle of the season. Yeah. I mean, and Gardner Minshew, to his credit, Gardner Minshew's been very good this season. He's been very he's, good. He's great. Uh, I want him to get another full-time starting opportunity. I, I want him to the destroy season. the Pats in Germany. I want that to happen. <laughs> Drake well, May, here we come. Drake May. Let's okay, go. and then while we're going to touch on it anyway – have you seen that report, and what do you think about it, that if the Patriots lose in Germany, that Belichick might be getting fired? Have you seen I, that report from the I graphs? And, I saw and... that. I saw that. Um, it was either today or yesterday. I think it was today. Yeah, I think it was, yeah, it was one I, of those. I think that's a horrible decision for a few reasons. A, out of respect for Bill, no matter how mad you are at him right now, you can't fire the guy midseason. That's just so disrespectful. It's a spit in the face. You can't do it. B, you have to trade him this offseason and get yeah. something back. Like, you have to do that. And teams have already expressed Ideally, interest yeah. in that. And it's not going to – I'm telling you right now. If you're not – If you win two yeah. games, people will still offer you trades for Bill. Whether it will be a lot or a little, who knows? You're going to get offers, and that's way better than just firing him and then having to eat his salary. So either way, you have to, and another reason you have to hang on to him, if people are no longer responding to him and they want to leave the Pats, okay, fine. A, they're not good. They're all horrible. None of them uh, should be here because they're horrible. And you need a complete rebuild anyway. It's not like you want to keep, outside of like Duggar and Hunter Henry and maybe Peppers, who do you want to keep on this team? Andrews is getting old. Uh, Wayno is a guy you want to hang on to, but... Literally, that's three guys that just popped into my head. And Judon, honestly, at this point, he's a good trade piece this offseason. So mm-hmm. you really should be Uche, in a complete rebuild Uche anyway. was getting talked about. The one guy I do want to throw in there, uh, Tavai on defense. He's yeah, a he's fucking good. dog. He's, he's a good. dog. Um, he, he's going to be a playmaker on this Made team a great for a while. this weekend. Yeah, I mean, that, that fumble, yeah. He's a, he's a gamer. Um, but yeah, agreed with, with everything you just said there. Um, but I want to get back to this game. Colts. Patriots in Germany. All right. I see this going one of two ways. The Colts can't score, and the Patriots obviously won't score. And it's a very boring game. Germany, the, Ger- oh, the fans in Germany. The fan in, yeah, the fans in Germany are not excited. They're not happy. Uh, it's, a, it's a shitter. It's what, 17-10, something like that. Do and I the think Colts win. I could see 13-7. Yeah, it's going to be a bad, it's going to be a bad game. And then the other thing, or the other way I see it going is the Colts, like it seems like they always do, they put up 20 to 27 points, 
and the Pats are sitting there with six, 10, 10 13. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there goes one of two ways. I think the Pats lose either way, though. Just yeah. because. <laughs> yeah. Same result. I mean, same result. Yeah, just, I, just a different recipe. Part of me. So, so part of me wants to say that the Pats are going to play good just because it is a different environment. You're in Germany. But at the same time, like, I don't know. Like, I just don't think we have it organizationally, no. like talent-wise, no, also coaching. I they don't, don't think we care enough right they now. Don't. And, they don't. and honestly, I want to put this out there too. I'm fine with it because I want us to tank they, and I want us to get a good pick. Yeah. And I also want us to move assets so we can get better picks and more capital right. and we can right. fully rebuild because we seem like we're too good for rebuilding and we're just going to middle for the next 10 years. So let's rebuild. Let's have our bad two seasons in a row, whatever it right. is. Get right. some talent in here, and uh, and build up from there. But. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And one rumor, we should touch upon this later during headlines. Have you been seeing the Vrabel rumors trading for Vrabel? Yeah, I mean now, that would be unreal. That'd be unreal. But we could talk about that later. I I see the Pats getting absolutely smoked in this game. I see it being like twenty to three, maybe twenty three to ten, something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see them playing well at all. I see them playing like they have been playing. They were in Gillette this past weekend. Not that them playing at Gillette has any sense of the aura that it used to have. It used to be horrifying having to go to Foxborough, but teams just don't care anymore. Um but they quit there. Like they they didn't show up to play there. So you're gonna fly across the world to go to Germany. And like we're really expecting them to show up and play well there. I, I don't. I really don't. I, I and uh shout out to my man Michael Felger, who is a Boston radio guy, best guy, uh go go to Boston media. He was saying that this is the kind of trip where there's a fight or two on the plane there, on the plane right there, and on the plane right back. And he's hundred percent right. Like, how many stories have we seen like that where there's fights between teammates, like on a road trip or something like that? You're flying across the world on a team that's about to be two and eight, and you suck, and nobody likes each other. Like th- this is a recipe for disaster, absolute yeah. recipe for disaster. It do- it may and that does make sense. And you know, actually, Chris Long talks about it at length that these flights, especially to like London and stuff, are um you know they're they're big. I mean, they have apparently their team like doctors or or just a third party that comes in and they talk about how you're supposed to get a certain amount of sleep this is the way you're supposed to sleep mm-hmm. to maintain you know like don't do this but do this and it might be right. you know i want to take a nap and it's like no don't because it's gonna what, negative effect affect you right so there's a lot of stuff that goes into it but now you're doing that and you're pairing that with your coach having rumors of getting fired your right. owners being unhappy there's you know videos of you circulating in the in the owner's box Jonathan Kraft going, we're just not good enough. And yeah. people are posting it all over. It's getting millions of clicks. And then on the other side, like you said, they're just not that good. I mean, you're they're they're all good. in Germany and you're going to be 2-8. Nobody believes in Mac. Nobody believes in, in Belichick even at this point. Right. Um, and it's – yeah, so it's – a it's you're right. You're 100% right. There's, it's not going to be great. There's no way this goes well. There's no way it goes well. Yeah. Um, okay. So we're both we're both seeing this game eye to eye here. Uh, next game I want to talk about. We got the Texans who have been. I mean, give it up for CJ, CJ Holy Stroud. Holy shit, man. is he good? He is good, man. Yeah. I I have crazy. to I have to come out and admit straight up I missed on CJ Stroud. Me too. Um, you know, saw I think everyone did. Saw I think a decent chunk. Did. Yeah. I saw Outside a decent like, chunk. Yeah. 
I saw a decent chunk of, of OSU games when he was in college. Mm-hmm. You know, he was thrown to the, maybe the best receiving core we've seen since, you know, the Alabama days or the LSU days. Right. And, uh, and you know, he was doing great stuff. He, he had some great games. Never really super impressed me more than um, those games down the stretch, you know, right. the national championship um, and in the college football playoffs. That's when he really impressed me. But mm-hmm. before that, I mean, I was never blown away. I was never really blown away with his arm talent. And uh, I've been so wrong. I mean, he is making no, the then, Texans look like a fucking contender. I mean, right. And then on top of that, Aiden, you have the Ohio State quarterback tag on him, which seemingly yeah. never works in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm sure that that, I mean, not even I'm sure that is a thing that people were holding against him. I mean, clearly non rightfully so. Like it was a wrong mm-hmm. opinion. Um, but yeah, we, we got, you got to give that guy his flowers. He, he looks phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, love it. Love to see it. Uh, so the C.J. Stroud-led Texans are going to uh, Cincinnati. They're going to be playing the Red Hot Bengals, who are six-and-a-half-point favorites. 48 is the over-under. Listen, I am very interested with this game. This one might be my most fa- my favorite, maybe not the best, but the, my favorite game of the week. Um, I think the Bengals are going to be clicking on all cylinders, yep. as we've seen. Yep. I've also, like I talked about last week, um, you know, if you're a betting man, this might be the time – you know, I did it last week or two weeks ago after that buy, but that was a real time. time to do it. I know what you're yeah, saying. That was the real exactly. time to do it. You know, sprinkle them, maybe Super Bowl, sprinkle them, you know, win total, whatever you're interested in. Uh, maybe even Joe Burry, Burrow MVP. There's no quarterback yeah, no, right now that's right. running away with MVP. Yeah. I was going to bring that up. Know. I was going to bring that up. Like, yeah, I, go ahead. He looks like Joe Burrow. He looks better than Joe Burrow. It, it's insane. He's. He already – how long has he been in the league? What, four years now? Yeah, it's got to be fourth, maybe? I think, yeah. Like, and he already has his reputation that Tom Brady gained, like, ten years into his career of, I may start the season slow, but don't let me get hot by week six or you're all fucked. Like, Joe yeah. Burrow has already reached that status in the league. Mm-hmm. They're my pick to go to the Super Bowl now. I, I had the I Ravens. I think go. the Ravens are unreal. I think that's going to end up being the AFC Championship game, if not the AFC I'm Championship. I am in. If for not it. the That'd AFC Championship, the best AFC divisional game that we've seen in a long, long time. So I, I think the Bengals are going to roll this weekend. I think they're going to look great. I think the Texans are going to do everything that they can, um, with what I still think is a limited set of talent on that team. Like they're still Agreed. rebuilding, obviously, but Agreed. they're rebuilding in the right way. But yeah. The Bengals are going to take care of business, but Texans are going to make a few plays to keep them in the game. Bengals take away in around the fourth quarter. Yeah, I think the Bengals win this one. Um, you know, six and a half might be a lot, but, you know, when you have two high-flying offenses, I don't think it's that much. I could see them winning by 10 potentially or right. it being a close game. You know, it's, it's, it's going it's to be It's one of those games that yeah. if, if the Bengals end up winning by 10 or even like 13, at the end of it, you'd be like, wow, like, like the Ron Burgundy meme, be like, "Wow, that escalated quickly." Like, yeah, it was a uh, great game the whole time. And then the Bengals just like out of uh-huh. nowhere score a ton of points. I'm kind of feeling, I'm kind of feeling uh, this over. You know, maybe like oh, a me too, me maybe too. like a 31-28 type of game. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna get into this Bengals, um, this over right here. It's only 48, which is a little surprising, and uh, and I, I think that's a good. You know, that's a good bet to definitely is it get on. In Cincy or Houston? It's in Cincy. Yeah. Yeah. They're um, gonna they're gonna score 
at yeah. least 35. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be a high-flying high game. It's going to be a good game. It's going to be a fun game to watch. Um, another thing I wanted to shout out there and throw in, D'Amico Ryans, man, dude. Great I job mean, by he, him. He's, Great job by him. He's really doing a phenomenal job. And, uh, I mean, all the credit to him and, and Stroud as well. Uh, keeping it going. The only, the only thing I have to say is uh, actually two things. So I got Damian Pierce on my fantasy team. He's been rendered useless this year. He gets yeah. like 13 carries for 45 yards a game, no touchdowns, no receptions, yeah. four points a game. You know, I loved him last year. A little disappointed in his usage. All right, I have to get that Which, out I there. Mean, but coming into the yeah. year, wouldn't you think that it's like okay, defensive head coach, young quarterback, head coach. Yeah, they're yeah, gonna yeah, run yeah. the ball. They're gonna run the ball, and now he looks like Dan Marino. So I mean, they're not running him. Much. No, no, yeah, it's it doesn't make much sense. And then on the other side, can you let me know what? receiver is going to have its game is going to be nico collins is going to be tank dell because i have both of them in this one league and i swear i picked the wrong one each time i picked nico I collins mean, he got 14 points this week fucking tank dell's on my bench with 29 even Dalton I just schultz last him out. week was getting targets yeah so i mean just can you let me know in the presser before the game like we're going to feed this guy and like don't play damian pierce because yeah. you know it's not happening it's not his day that's that's a more even more so of a credit to Stroud and how much he's yeah, been spreading yeah. out the ball and he's not relying on one guy. And it's not like that is an offense. Like re- exactly. How impressive was that drive last week to win that oh game? Oh my God. That was insane. Mac Jones. I'm one of his biggest defenders. I'm I, I've given up. I've given up. He's not the guy. Um, <laughs> the disclaimer but, on that, but you could give him three minutes with three timeouts and he wouldn't be able to pull off what CJ Stroud pulled off last week. <laughs> Like honestly, yeah. Like let's be honest. Let's be honest. Yeah. He can't do I it. I love I love watching the Texans team. Um it kinda it kinda disappoints me because um I I looked at the Falcons team similarly and they just don't have the quarterback to do it. Um but I, I think talent wise, this Falcons team, the the two teams that I seemingly bet every single week, whether it works or not, is the Texans yeah. and the Falcons. For every me that's time, the Bucks. For me that's the yeah, Bucks. Because every time I see it on the slate, I'm like, hey. They could do it. Like they could pull it off. They have and, the pieces. They have yeah, the exactly. Pieces they have the pieces. So, and and then every once in a while, it just doesn't work. But it's gonna be a great game. I love it. I'm also going Bengals. But you know, plus minus six and a half. I could definitely see it getting closer. We're gonna both take the overs. That is one of our official bets here. Um, also, this next game, Browns are going to Baltimore to play the Red Hot Ravens. Uh, Ravens are six point favorites. Thirty seven and a half is the over on their super low, super low. Um. What do we think, Ben? What are we thinking on this? What was the over/under again? Uh, thirty-seven and a half, at in Baltimore. Hmm. I mean, hmm. obviously you got the I mean, Browns. The, the Browns have been playing Ravens pretty are well. Red hot, but I'd say Cleveland's pretty red hot yeah. too, with how that yeah, defense yeah. looks and the offense is seemingly coming together a bit. Um, I'm gonna go with the Ravens. It's okay. I I think the over/under. I would take the under. I would take the under. I think this is gonna hmm. be a sloppy game. Yeah, this is just this has all the makings of uh, you know we call it over at the Greenlight Podcast. We call it a rock fight, and yeah, uh, yeah that's and, a great way to describe. And it. That's that's what that's what it's it's gonna be. It's gonna be just you know hard running games. Yeah, 
I mean, this Ravens running attack is is molding into something special. You've got Gus you Edwards got, is gross. Gus Edwards, you got Justice Hill, and then now you have uh, Mitchell, who's been stepping in. He had that oh, yeah. long, and then throwing Lamar run. Jackson. Then yeah, exactly, and you got Lamar. Jackson. Which, I, by the way, I got to say, we talked about in the beginning of the year, and we said there's two ways, and you know, mark this down because yeah, clip it, clip this part. You ready? We talked about this earlier in the year. Whoa, my camera's tweaking. Uh, we talked about this earlier in the year, right? We said that this Ravens team could be dangerous, but we were wondering whether Lamar Jackson. Yo, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> why is it? This is turning into a great tweeting? clip. It's turning into a great it's clip. Turning into great, it's like a movie promo. <laughs> cutting it on my face. Um, no, so so what we what we talked about earlier in the year, right? There's Lamar Jackson, obviously, you know, the leader of this team. And when you look into it, we're like, okay, the only way the Ravens can really be a super, super um contender for the season is if Lamar Jackson is able to do it both on the ground right. and in the air while staying right. healthy. Right. And that's a big point that we made earlier in the year. Yep. Now, flash forward to where we are in this part point of the season, we weren't sure if he was running less because he's, you know, scared to get hurt or if that's the offense and it was meant to be that way. Now we know. Now we know that they're going to use these three running backs. Of course, J.K. Dobbins was the original plan. He goes down with injury. Now the now the plan is three-headed monster with Lamar occasionally taking it. You know, he focuses in on passing, and uh, and he could be that threat with with his feet when he but needs to be. I think it's awesome. I think it's to, awesome. I love it. To their credit, it's not like they're running these stupid little. They are running the read option. I'm not saying the read option is stupid. But they're not running these stupid little read options for like four or five yards, and then he slides. He's taking aggressive, hard runs, which I love. And I think that's the perfect way to run this offense. It opens up everything. It opens up the running backs. It's opened up Andrews the last three weeks. We, we were talking about how he hasn't been very good. He's been phenomenal of late, which is, to me, the X factor of their offense is whether or not Andrews is going and is yeah. the target that Lamar needs him to be, especially for with sure the new receivers and oh, let's face it. Odell hasn't been what we were expecting him to be. I could have, um, I could have told you that four years ago. Well, hmm. it was, it was so, I'm sorry. It was well, so obvious that, he did, that he was not going to be the same guy he was going to no, be. And I no. loved him, dude. I loved him. No, but, I, he was, I just wish it was like, at least the Rams dude, version of, him. Yeah, well, I was about to say like, even like 80% of Rams Odell, he's not even that yeah. guy. Yeah, he's yeah, not yeah. even close to that guy. Like he did have a birthday touchdown. Which, Rams you know, Odell. Like if Odell played the way he did in the Rams for a full season, that's a pro bowl season by a receiver. For sure. It's just not Odell, but Ravens Odell is horrible. He is so bad. Who knows? Maybe he's just saving it for the playoffs. No, there's no you shot. Gotta, you gotta hope. <laughs> there's no shot. <laughs> of all guys, Odell, no. He he wants the touchdowns every single week. Yeah. yeah. And that's why we love him. But he sucks now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so back to this one. You're taking the Ravens here. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I, I I think the points is a little much. I think it's gonna be a close game. I might even look into the Browns plus six. But out of the Yeah, that's that's a good yeah, line. Out that's of the a heat, good line. Yeah, exactly. Out of the out of the heat of this Ravens team, this offense in particular. Um, I, I will go Ravens as well. I, I agree with, with your take on that. Um, now probably for the best game of the week, we got the 49ers going over to Jacksonville. All right, big game here. Yep. Uh, Jags are three-point underdogs, 46 and a half is the over-under. You are know, they both coming off buys? Uh, the Jags are definitely coming off a buy. Yes, they're both coming off buys. 
Um, both come off buys. Obviously, the Niners are going to be a little more healthy. Debo, who's been banged up for a while now, I believe mm-hmm. he's returning, supposed to return. Uh, CMC is playing. Big and as well with Chase Young. Yep, and then Trace Young, and then, of course, you have Trent Williams, who I'm not sure if he's confirmed to play or not, but he's got to be healthier coming off that bye, off that injury. So, you know, we got a healthier 49ers team. Purdy, you know, officially probably fully back to himself after his hopefully. concussion scare, hopefully. hopefully. Um, and then you got the Jags, who've been very hot, and they've been, you know, we've been talking about this for two years now. We've been waiting for the Jags to take that step, not only into being a good team, but into being a great team. And it looks like they are just on the fringe of, you know, locking in their their status as, you know, a great right. team. So, right. Uh, it, Which very is what exciting. we've been talking about all year. Talking about yeah. that all year, how they need to do that. I, um, you know that I love, to take games uh, with teams that are really close. Cause I think right now the Jags and the Niners, it's a pick them. That is so close. Yeah. Um, Trevor Lawrence is phenomenal. ETN's phenomenal. The whole offense is great. They're, they've done a great job rebuilding that. And obviously it all starts with Trevor and Doug Peterson has proven himself to be a great head coach. Oh, He's the man. Yep. Don't you think the Niners need this one more though? I think so. Like, I mean, if the Jags, the Jags have nothing to lose in this one. If they, they lose, don't. it's like, oh, you lost to the Niners. You lost whatever. to the Niners, whatever. They're coming off a bye. You're if the Niners bye, lose, different. regardless of it being an, another elite team in the NFL, it's like, it's like, fuck, like, we're not, we're really not that good. Like, honestly, yeah, what yeah, be, what's going on? What would they be? Five and four if they lose this game? Uh huh. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Like that. That'd be awful. And then if Purdy goes out there and. Doesn't look great, and he looks like he did before the bye. I mean, dude, you traded for Sam Darnold for a reason. Like, he might lose his job if he goes out there and plays poorly. So, is it Sam Darnold time? If he plays poorly and loses to the Jags, yes. I think so. Well, this team's too good. So, what do you think Sam Darnold adds to this 49ers offense that Brock Purdy doesn't? I think more mobility. I think a stronger arm. I think he's not as smart as Brock Purdy, but I mean, Kyle Shanahan has to have has to have some kind of effect on a guy's ability to read a field and process plays better. I mean, we've seen that throughout his yeah. entire career, especially with a guy like Jimmy. And we we talked about this a few weeks ago. Sam Darnold, as crazy as it might sound he would be the most talented of Garoppolo and, and Purdy. He's the most talented in that group. So he would really, in reality, Trey Lance only started a few games for them. Sam Darnold would be the most talented quarterback that Shanahan has had since coaching the Niners. So I think, I really think that it would be interesting to see him start. I, I kind of want to see it. Yeah. You know, he could add an element to this offense, you know, whether it's like deep balls, you know, he has a right. cannon. Right. Who knows? The uh, only thing to me, right. the only thing to me with that is that team clearly loves Purdy. And I think it would like hurt a lot of guys emotionally if Purdy wasn't their quarterback anymore. So I think obviously that's a huge thing that you have to monitor in the locker room and, and keep in mind when you're making a move like that is, well, all our guys respond really well to Brock. Even if Brock Purdy isn't playing great, it's something that you have to keep in mind. I mean, for sure. when, you, no, for when sure. you swapped from Bledsoe to Brady, it's not like the team was loving Bledsoe. I, he wasn't a disliked guy, but it's not like 
they were all boys with each other. So I think that made it, I mean, on, on top of the horrible injury that he suffered, it makes yeah. it a little bit easier to stick with Tom when Bledsoe is sure. ready to come back. No, it's a good point. It's definitely a good point. Um, interesting game. Who do you like here? You got. I'm going to go with the Niners. They they need to okay. win. They need to win. So I'm going to go with them. Straight straight up straight up or yeah, money I'll line take their or... money line. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. I. Uh, I'm finding I'm having a hard time picking against the Niners in this one, in my opinion. But yeah. I definitely think um the Jags could come out there and they could they could really impress. This is a pick them. Um, it really is. It's a pick. Yeah. One of the things I do want to say though is um just the feel I get on it the you know the gut feeling I think if the Niners win this game they cover and more I think if they win they win by seven I, is, to to that is scores. kind of their trend they're losing yeah. the close games and then when they win they blow people out so yeah, yeah and I, I'd agree I mean, with that. I don't know. Call it maybe the Kyle Shanahan effect. The guy just he's a bit seems, of a front runner. He's a bit see, of a front yeah, runner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm something to keep an eye on. Um, <laughs> you hate Shanahan. No, I, I love Shanahan. I love offensive gurus and, and offensive geniuses, and he's like the man. Um, I just think it's funny how he could just never close. He never wins. He never wins. He could never close. He's Andy Reid in Philly. He's Philly Andy Reid. He's like he's like the friend that you go and and you bring him to a bar, and you you set him up perfectly with with a perfect pickup line, and he just fumbles the bag every he time. He just can't do it. He can't deliver. Just he gets sacked when they're in field goal range, up twenty eight to three. You know that you know that friend that always gets sacked at the bar when you're up twenty eight to three with the Super Bowl on the line. That's that's Kyle Shanahan. Oh, that man. one friend. Poor poor Matt Ryan. Yeah. Poor Matt poor Ryan. Ryan. Did you see the video of um who was it uh was it Cameron. It was Cameron Jordan. Um, uh, Matt Ryan was on the sidelines. He does like a he's like an announcer now. Yeah, and he's in a suit. And Cameron Jordan comes from behind on like the pregame warmups and like pretends like to sack him from the back. And Matt <laughs> Ryan was seeing fucking ghosts. He was freaking out. The video was great. He was like just straight fucking nightmares. From do you his think? Playing do you think Matt Ryan would shit himself if he saw Dante Hightower just like walk, walking on the street? Like I wouldn't <laughs> yeah. be surprised. I wouldn't I mean, be surprised. I would love, I would love like a little thirty for thirty on just Matt Ryan, <laughs> or even just like that entire Falcons team. Whenever like the the numbers twenty eight or like three no, that, get brought up, that like there should be Super Bowl, there should be a scientific study on like how it triggers the brain when twenty eight or three. That comes one up. Super Bowl should have like a mini series dedicated to it, like right, six we'll, episodes, uh... one hour a piece, and I want to see. How it emotionally devastated each and every <laughs> one of those players. Falcons fans wouldn't even watch. We'd just be the Patriots fans. Like, yeah, like, like, yeah. yeah. like oh my god, we're drinking beers. Like, hey, let's go. That's great. Oh, the poor Falcons. Yeah, what a poor bunch Falcons. of boobs. What yeah, a bunch whatever. of boobs. Um, all right, Packers at Steelers. This one's uh not as great as the other games on the slate, no. but. The Steelers are home, and they are three-point favorites. 38 is the over-under. We don't have to be long on this one, but... Nope. You know, Packers looked good. Jordan Love was, you know, the fucking MVP, it seemed like, for two weeks. Everyone yeah. was loving him, and then yeah. now uh, now they're ready to move off of him almost, it seems like. So, interesting how all of that happens, and also interesting with how Brock Purdy, um, now, you know, Sam Darnold all of a sudden is... 
you know, getting pushed out right. there when, when, you know, six weeks into the season, Purdy was like, oh, my God, this guy's the greatest this player. This guy's like time. Tom Brady. Yeah, exactly. So it's funny how the NFL works, and, and we've known it's an it, overreaction it's like league. It goes both ways. It goes yeah, both for sure. ways. Um, okay, so off to this game. You know, Packers at Steelers. Steelers are three point favorites. I like the Steelers in this one. Oh yeah. Um, I don't Big like. Time. I don't like uh, the spread. I just think the Steelers don't score enough points as consistent as they need to to mm-hmm. cover three or to feel comfortable covering three. For my opinion, but I think the Steelers win this game. I don't think there's any chance here that the Steelers can come out flat uh, on offense again after the whole you know, social media th- dilemma that that comes out with like George Pickens isn't happy for his teammates. Uh, Deontay Johnson's getting the ball and, and, and he's mad. It's not him and all this, right. that, whatever. Right. I think Pickens gets fed. I think Deontay Johnson does good. Jalen Warren has been good. Najee Harris has had a couple good carries and, uh, and games uh, recent weeks. So interesting to see, but I think the Steelers have to force feed Pickens here or else there could be something serious going on in the locker room. Yeah. He might just burst. So, uh, and Pickens is the man, dude. Every time you give him the ball, he's he great. Play, he's so. great. I don't know why you have to, it takes us to say you have to throw it to him, but yeah, I mean, their OC sucks. You got to feed him. Yeah. Um, but the, to me, this game screams like TJ Watt, two sacks, one of them forces a fumble, and then Love throws two picks on top of that. Because th- this this Pittsburgh defense is for real. They are great. Like, they yeah. are phenomenal. And they don't have, outside of Minka in the secondary, they don't have the highest end of talent. Um, it's good. It's solid. Um, but they could use a few more additions to their secondary but they're seemingly always on the same page. So to the point where it doesn't really matter, and Tomlin's coached them up so well that they're making plays. So I'm going to take the Steelers to win this one by double digits. All right, I have a little proposition here. What do you think about, you know, obviously probably a little too much to do in season, but going to this offseason, Josh McDaniel says he's looking for a job. Oh, see the Steelers? What do you I think? Was, I'm so happy you brought that up because I can never see it happening. Never, ever really? in a million years could I see it happening. Mike Tomlin hates everything Patriots. Hates no, the Patriots. I, I don't than, blame him either. More than anything in the world, there's no way he hires Josh McDaniels to be on his staff. No shot. There's no hey. shot. I'd be stunned. I would be that stunned. Would, that would like, be a little On crazy. paper, does it make sense? Sure. But these are human beings with emotions. And Tomlin, rightfully so, probably hates Josh McDaniels. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Where, so, where do you see McDaniels landing if it is in the NFL or at all? What do you think? I back with the Pats, honestly. Yeah, it does. That's where it, I see him it, going. It seems like a Patricia thing. It's getting to be a Patricia thing where it's what like, are the team? No matter where they go, they're coming back. Joe Judge, they're coming to me, back. They're all to me. Back. It screams you're going to the to the Pats. Or you could go become Bama's new coordinator because they seemingly have coordinators going in and out all the time. So I, I could was going to say, I, could, well. I was going to say Bama would be pretty cool. Yeah, I, I think that would be pretty could, cool. I could see that happening, and obviously Bill would put in a good word for Josh. And I'm sure Saban already knows Josh, given how close he and Bill were, and obviously Saban and Bill are best friends. Um, yeah. So I'm sure there's already a relationship there. Um, Interesting. But yeah, to me, it's either the Pats or college football. Yeah. Uh, all right, last game we're going to touch on, and we're going to get some storylines. We've got the Lions going to Los Angeles to play the Chargers. Chargers are two and a half point underdogs to the Lions. Uh, 48 and a half is the over under. Chargers coming off of a win against the Jets. I believe the Lions are coming off of a bye, I believe, right? 
Um, they were on a bye, yes. And, uh, you know, another thing with the Lions, you know, they're trying to get healthier. They're a team that's that's been getting banged up a little bit. The Chargers yep. still trying to figure out what's going on. I'm still not impressed. I mean, I, you know, I get the Jets' defense is good. They put up a decent amount yeah. of uh, points. But against a them. lot of it was special teams. Yeah, it, of course. You have that, that return and, and all that plays into it for sure. Um I'm just not really impressed with the Chargers, man. No, I'm not I, either. I put the I hold the Chargers and the Jags in very similar lights, where I wanted them to really explode from good to great. Um, I I don't see the Chargers taking a jump like this. I don't know, and I really don't want to say it's Herbert because I don't I don't it's believe it him. is. And it's he's, not him. He's such it's a not. good talent. He, it's he not. makes you know he makes he takes over games at points, and he looks like the best fucking quarterback in the league. No, there there are some um, days where you look at him, you're like, this is. Not only the best quarterback in the league, but he might be one of the two or three best players in the league. I'm not saying that he ever has been, but there's Sundays where he looks like that, and he yeah. he just looks phenomenal. It's it's not him. It's not him. It's Staley, and that's part of the reason I think Bill needs to go there. Bill would fix that defense. He would turn that defense completely around and still uh, put in a really good offensive mind. Well, they already have that with Kellen Moore. Just mm-hmm. Keep Kellen Moore there. Have Bill be the head coach. Do the whole Bill and McDaniels thing where Kellen Moore is running the offense completely. Bill stays completely out of it. Run the defense. Run the special teams. Dude, that's an 11-6 and team at minimum. And they're making a playoff run. Yeah. No, everything points to if it would happen that it it would just be positive for both ways if if Belichick went, you know, Bill would get the record within two years. And they might win a championship. You know, you'd resurrect what Justin Herbert's career looks like. It's I mean, going to be wasted at a point. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Is Kelsey getting any younger? Do the Chiefs nope. look outside? Of, their defense has gone far better. I'll give them that. Kelsey's not getting any younger. Kelsey no. hasn't had – he's been good. Don't get me wrong. He's been good. He's probably still been the best tight end in the league. But he hasn't been Kelsey. No. And he's not he's just not. all of a sudden next year going to resurge back into Kelsey. So if there's a time to for the Chargers to go get Bill, it's over the next two years while the Chiefs are probably not going to be the same Chiefs. It's going to take a couple of years to maybe draft a couple guys, maybe look for some free agents, fix the cap a bit. Yeah, This is your time to strike in that division. Go get Bill right now. Good, po- It's a good point. We'll keep touching on it until it happens because it, it really is a perfect fit. Um, okay, Lions, Chargers, who do we like? Who do who do we like here? Chargers are two and a half point underdogs at home. I am going to take the Lions to win this game. I like um, that. I really don't think the Chargers are anything to write home about this year. I really don't. Um I think Staley's a joke. I think Campbell's a goat. Um and the Lions, they have they might have the best chemistry across the whole league in terms of team chemistry. They they just they all love each other. I don't I've never seen anything like it. Outside of what? Like the Legion of Boom when they were going. When's the last time you saw a team with this much chemistry? Like like Tom's Patriots oh, had awesome. that chemistry. Yeah. Peyton's Broncos and Colts had that chemistry. But this team doesn't even have like like think about those last three teams I mentioned. You had Tom with the Pats, you had Peyton with the Broncos and the Colts. You had like Camp Chancellor, Earl Thomas, Richard Sherman with the Seahawks. And on top of that, those teams all have great coaches, too. The Lions are just a band of misfits who seemingly all got 
written off in the league at some point, especially Jared Goff and Dan Campbell. Everyone looked at those two like a joke. Yeah. And they've all come together and built something pretty special. I think it's so cool. It's, it's so cool. I hope I really hope it, it ends in, you know, a serious playoff run. That would be too. great. Great for the league. I'm I'm you know, I'm on the lines as well. Also, uh, you, like know what's, you know what I'm really excited about? In a couple of weeks, the Lions playing on Thanksgiving, I hope to God they win that game. That would be so cool if they finally yeah. win on Thanksgiving. That would be so that cool. That would be awesome. That would really be a changing of the times of yeah. them, you know, the Indonican suit stepping on Rodgers. Yeah, that would be, like, be like a very memorable moment in the NFL's history when, when they finally break through that barrier and, actually win a huge game on Thanksgiving when they've been getting made fun of for years for even having a game because the deal was made in like the 1950s for them to even have the game. So people kind of look at it as a joke. Yeah. It, it just, it'd be such a good level of validation for Dan Campbell and that entire team. Yeah. All right. Let's get into some storylines here. I want to ask you two things. All right. Most impressive team or player this season. That's been on, that was underrated. You know, don't give me, uh, I don't know. Don't give me the, the fucking Chiefs being good. You know, most impressive team or player, whatever you prefer, that is, um, you know, seemed to be underrated going in. Um, do you want me to go first, or you got you go first? Because I don't know if mine's gonna be cheating. Okay, so I have three here because I wasn't sure if you were gonna go or not first, but I'm gonna give you one, and um. I'm not gonna give you the team we just went over because you know we just talked about them. But I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with actually the Browns. I okay. think that I think that that is a solid pick that people weren't gonna be expecting out of this answer. Uh, I'll say that for a couple of reasons. Their defense has been amazing. Um, Schwartz has been phenomenal. Uh, obviously, it's taken a little bit of a step back in recent weeks compared to the record-setting type of start they had to the beginning right. of this year. But Miles Garrett is a fucking beast. He is the yeah. best defensive player in this yeah. league, and I He's feel unreal. comfortable saying that. He's unreal. Um, I love everything about him, and you know Denzel Ward. They, they got a great Zadarius Smith. Oh, they got guys. They have guys on that defense, but more importantly, it's being coached very well. Um, I hate Kevin Stefanski. I gotta give him credit though. He's got <laughs> this team. Hate I hate you him. Hate dude. him a lot. He's got. I, I gotta give him his credit. He's got this team playing pretty inspired. Uh, you know, you gotta give it up to to Deshaun Watson. Watson at some point, he's been getting back into a groove. He's been getting better. He's been, he's been getting, getting better. back into a groove. Um, and really not with many weapons to do it. I mean, we looked at this this Browns team as quarterback away, quarterback away, quarterback away. Well, now on top like, of that, you lose Chubb. Yeah, I mean, you lose Chubb. Now you're throwing what? You're throwing Amari, Amari. Cooper. You're throwing to, um, you know, they just trade away Donovan Peoples Jones mm-hmm. to the Lions. So mm-hmm. like. You know, they're trading away assets, even right. when this team is very and let's competitive. let's be honest, Njoku is not the guy that everyone tries to act like he is. He's no, really not. No, and I was He's never not. I was never in love with his game. So it's it's a team that, you know, there's it's downsides, there's just positives, but you got to give them his credit. They're playing yeah. good. They're playing fucking good they football. They're right in they the are. thick of it in that division. Obviously, the Ravens are at top, but they're in the thick of it. And um, I got to, you know, they were one of those teams where it's, they're going to be insane and make the playoffs. There's the people saying that. And then there's the yep. people saying they're going to be the Browns and they're going to be bad and Watson's going to suck. And they've right. kind of stuck in there. You know, they're right. They're right there. If they they're get at hot. the point where they could go either way. Exactly. And, you know, the fact that they didn't really make any additions weapon wise or anything else at the deadline kind of points to, and obviously Nick Chubb being out for the year, um, kind of points to them going the other way and trending down. Right. But 
who knows? Because, you know, this defense plays well. Deshaun seems like he's getting a little bit more adjusted to uh, his, his old game. And, you know, it's interesting to see. Who do you got? So I have – is it okay if I have two players in one team? I love it. Okay, so one player I wanted to mention is Josh Dobbs. I think he's been playing oh, he's the ass off. And he's, he's the been an absolute joy to watch. He doesn't have love the greatest it. numbers in the world, but – the guy has proven himself to be a winner, and going to the Vikings and doing what he did was just phenomenal. I doubt it's sustainable that he can do something like that again. It kind of gave me a Baker to the Rams last year kind of vibe to it. It was like, oh, that's yeah. really cool, but, I mean, they're not going to keep winning or anything like that. Um, there's a better chance of it with Dobbs because he's. I think he's in a better, more secure situation than Baker was. Baker was there simply out of necessity. Like yes. he. Somebody like, to play quarterback for us. Like please. Dobbs could actually compete for somewhat of a job with Minnesota over the next few years if they don't want to keep Cousins. I love Dobbs. Um, I think he's great. But another guy I had, CJ Stroud, we mentioned him earlier. I had no hopes for this guy. So this is more of a me uh, just accepting the fact that I was really wrong about him and just giving him his flowers. As I said before, he's been so good. Uh, it's been really impressive. And then for my team, I went with a team that's in the same division as the Browns and a team that I did believe in before the year. And they look exactly how I thought it did. Maybe their offense is a little bit worse mm-hmm. than I was expecting. And Kenny hasn't taken that step that I was hoping he would, even though I think a lot of that has to do with the offensive coaching. The Steelers have looked really good. And the Steelers were really – they were one of those teams – Kind of similar to the Browns, there were t- there were people saying they could go ten and seven, nine and eight, maybe squeak in. But then there are people saying, "Oh, this team might win like three games," which that that was stupid yeah. people to say. They, yep. T.J. Watt is the man. That's another guy he who is I so think good. He not even think like another guy. Any given Sunday, not only could he be the best defensive player in the league, he could be the best player in the league. Period. At any point that he steps on a field. Uh, and I think the Steelers have been really fun to watch, really enjoyable to watch. Kind of a throwback style of football, which I love. That you said it perfectly, Dobbs, um, the Steelers. You got Stroud in there. I love it. You hit on all the points, all the major storylines, honestly, of this year so far. Uh, I do want to mention we have to go ahead and pick our Tipsy Bowl of the week and our Temperature in the Room game. So let's go Temperature in the Room first. Obviously, we got the games we went over. There's Colts, Patriots, Texans, Bengals, Browns, Ravens, 49ers, Jags, Packers, I'm going to go Browns, Ravens. I'm going to go Browns, Ravens. Oh, yeah, that's the obvious choice there. Um, I like that. So so we're going to mark that one down as uh, temperature in the room, which obviously if you're new here, it means the game with the most implications, the game that's going to be the most beef, Honestly, the most fights, everything. It could be Niners-Jags. I know they're not in division. And especially the AFC scrappy. North and how it's played. If the Niners start losing, there's going to be some haymakers. They're right, going to be you know, pissed. Let's do that because I don't want it to be the the, the Ravens pick of the week every time. Yeah, the I feel play. like the last three times has been the Ravens. I, I, I guess yeah, we yeah, think yeah. that the Ravens are a cheap team. I guess that's what <laughs> yeah. we're going with. <laughs> um, okay, so we've got that. And then Tipsy Bowl of the week. You know, we didn't really have many that were going we against each other. much this week. Um, let's go to the actual slate. Um Cardinals Falcons. Who do you like in that game? Cardinals. This can't be Tipsy Bowl of the week. It's not good enough. <laughs> um. Okay, I got a good one. Titans Bucks. Oh, Bucks. Bucks. Give me the Bucks. Give me the Bucks. That's perfect. That's perfect. So Will Levis. I heard he's back with his girl. 
Uh, Who knows? She, she saw him play two weeks in a row. And now she's back with him. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how it happened. I don't know how it went down, but it, she said, "Hey, stop putting mayo in your coffee, and I'll get back together with you." Yeah, no, I I, I think there was definitely something there where she was just like, "Oh, he's balling out. Let's, let's get back there." <laughs> All right, and then to end it on a high note, I know you wanted to talk about this. Vrabel to the Pats it needs to happen. Let's see where you, let's see what you got on this. It needs to happen. This whole I understand the. You need a head coach who's offensive-minded. I understand that. But you can get that with a coordinator, and you can hold on to that guy for a three- to four-year period while he's proving himself and get an already established elite coach in the NFL who, in his heart, wants to be back in Foxborough working for Robert Kraft. Like, in an ideal world for Mike Vrabel, I'm going to speak on his behalf, <laughs> he, would be, he would be coaching the Pats. And he would revel in the idea of taking Belichick's job from him because they have beef from when Belichick didn't sign him and didn't give him the contract that he wanted. So, and Rabel strikes me as a spiteful dude. He does. He strikes I, me as a spiteful guy. Yep. I think he would revel in that. And I think he would love it. Just, just say, fuck you, Bill, and take his job. I think he'd love it. And That's I'd a great up, point. I'd give up, obviously not our first this year. We need that, but I'd give them next year's first for him. I would. I oh, would. I think he's, it's probably worth... especially, well, especially if we can get a pick back for Belichick, if we did right. something of that oh, sort. Oh yeah, use part of that. In the Dude, deal, we yeah. might be the first team in the history to what trade three, a coach a three and then team, trade for him. A three yeah. team coach trade. Yeah, <laughs> the Titans end up with Brandon yeah. Staley. <laughs> like, oh, no. like, what would we just do? They get fleeced on a coach trade. Can you Dude, imagine? They'd, they'd have to take on. They'd have to be given like three first round picks to take Staley. <laughs> and then I like. I would take the three picks and then fire Staley. I just kick him to the curb and <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Oh my god! Uh, so that would be cool to see. But yeah, that's that. That would be a fun one. And yeah, I agree. Vrabel is. I mean, nobody has their team more prepared on a week to week basis more no. than Vrabel. I think. No. And and the Titans aren't not a great roster. They're not that good. I not mean, a great they have Derrick Henry, who he's still good. I love Derrick. He is still good. He's not the same. Um, yeah. And. He's kind of got a carousel of quarterback. I know Levis has played well the last couple of weeks, but do we know that that's going to keep going? No, we don't know that. And then D-Hop hasn't been what was expected. So, I mean, on top of that, think about this too. His GM traded away A.J. Brown, who became a top 10 receiver in the NFL. Hmm. On a team that should have been Tannehill Tannehill when he was good. Derrick Henry at his peak when he could have won an MVP. And then you have A.J. Brown with that O-line and that defense buzzing the way it was. Like, that could have been a true contending team that they took away from him. That's right. I mean, they and they were a good team when they, they, were. When they were giving the Patriots some problems. They were. At the end of the, Bel- the Brady era. Okay. Um, week 10. Uh, it's about to get by and, and pass us by. So make sure you guys are following us on all platforms. Tipsy Tailgate Media. I'm Aiden. That's Ben. You know, thanks for watching. And, and make sure to subscribe. Share with <coughs> – oh, my God. Share with a friend. It's a more uh, liquid death than me. Um, <laughs> share with a friend. Thanks for listening. And uh, make sure to check us out on, on uh, audio, video, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all the platforms. You got it. Um, we'll see you guys next time. See ya.